Hello friends, what is happening? Welcome to the Multiverse Podcast, episode 45 for September the 7th, your weekly entertainment show covering movie, TV, video games, comics, and everything in between. On this week's podcast, Tenet is finally out. What the hell is happening in Lovecraft Country? The Boys Season 2 is off to a great start. The future of Black Panther. Uh, new Call of Duty has been announced. Another Star Wars spin-off, plus what we've been up to over the course of the week. All that and plenty more coming up on this week's packed episode of The Multiverse. I'm your host, Hussein. My co-host is the meme lord, Mio. And welcome to episode 45. Mio. Hey, hey, hey. What is happening? Uh, not much. Just watching the boys. Like you said, it's off to a really good start. So, uh, yeah. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for yeah, it. Me too. So, me too. I know. So, there's three episodes at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, and the funny thing is, I just said the boys. And for some reason, my Amazon, I don't want to say it, just went off. D- doing a quick search for it. Like, did, did someone say the boys? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just I, I didn't say anything. I just said the boys, and it's the the A L E X A device. Just did a quick search for some reason. No idea why. Um. Anyways, why you, yeah. Why would you spell it out instead of saying? Because it? if I say it, it's gonna. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. that's that's why. I was like, I was confused. <laughs> uh, uh. So yeah, it's 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 off to a great start, man. I'm mm-hmm. I'm hyped. I'm yeah. hyped. I know there's a few housekeeping rules. Well, not rules, sorry, a few housekeeping information out of the way. Three episodes have dropped so far. There's a total of eight episodes and they will come out on a weekly basis every Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm hyped for that because that takes me back to the Mandalorian days where we had, yeah. some, or even the Watchmen, we had something to talk about in every single news podcast. So mm-hmm. let's say every two weeks, uh, we'll be able to catch up on two episodes and just kind of rave on about them. So I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. But, so one of our oh, first, one of our first episodes, yep. we were talking about um, like streaming shows and like episodic or like yep. binging them all at once. Mm. And I feel like this is like a really good middle ground because you know it gives you like three episodes to binge right away. Yeah. Then it gives you like the episodic format where you you know wait once a week because like if you just drop all the episodes at once, you like binge them all you talk about it for a week then you forget about it and then you, know, you move on yeah exactly yeah, it's like with stranger things it's like with those like yep. like the conversation doesn't really last more than a week but like with shows like the mandalorian or watchmen like people yeah. talk about that for like you know like a couple months like it was like, yeah it was, exactly for the duration of, of the show mm-hmm. um but that's also on the show to perform is it not because yeah, yeah. you could yeah, that's true yeah if you drop dead episodes then it's like it's really lackluster and you kind of lose that momentum these if you're going to drop in my opinion if you're going to drop episodes on a weekly basis you need to somehow gather momentum and i think one of the best tv shows to do that was actually watchmen it started really really slow and it had like a lot of question and mystery uh surrounding it and then it just kind of there was this kind of low in the middle and then just it it picks up and you're like you're you're, you're chasing the episode you're chasing all the questions and all the answers and mm-hmm. And, and and it just hypes you up for when you come to uh, to, to discuss it. And then, yeah, you're right, though. I I, I like this this kind of format, you know. I, I'm not a big fan of, well, it's, it's it's all about the right balance, to be honest with you. But I like the format now. This I think this has been relatively new. I haven't seen yeah. a lot of... I don't think any show. other shows done this before. I don't, I don't know any at the top of my head. Yeah, I hate when you drop one episode and then I only get to watch one episode and then... I have to wait the next week if you drop two or three episodes at the start at least i've got that like little binge out of the way you know what i mean like uh, mm-hmm. it, it seems like a reasonable binge that maybe two episodes three episodes at, at night that that seems uh, fairly fairly um doable but you've got that and then you've got like you process everything that you've seen and like that's why 
before I went to sleep yesterday, I said, uh, okay, I'll probably watch an episode. I'll see if I switch out to the third episode. And I do really want to do it. One, obviously, my sleep path I've sought that out. But two, I wanted to save that because I know I've got between what I've got, let's say, from now until Friday, let's say, another five days to watch this episode. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's it, good. it gives me that chance. It gives me that kind of, okay, I, I, I could pick my moment. I could, uh, you know, taking what I've, uh, I've seen and then watch the first, the first one. Maybe I'll watch it over breakfast, uh, maybe dinner, like late nights, whatever, lay, laying in bed on the iPad. But I'm loving it, man. Um, I know you're ahead of me in terms of... Yeah, uh, just one you finished, Yeah, one you finished all three episodes. How are you finding yeah. it? I, I, I'm, I'm digging that stuff. But like, yeah. I, we both really liked season one. Yep. And we were like really excited for season two. I know a lot of shows, they kind of let you down. Like season two, it's not like as good as the original. Like... For example, Stranger Things. Like I loved, I loved Stranger Things. Yep, season one, and like, and you kind of fell off it, didn't you? Yeah, like after episode one of season two, I was like, yeah, I'm not really interested anymore. So like, I kind of fell off. But this one, it like really hooks hooks you. Um, mm. I'm liking like the new characters in it. I, yeah, I really like. I don't want to say I like Stormfront because she's like a really bad person, but she's she's you know she's cool. She's cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, like everything's like right where it left off doesn't lose any momentum it's still you know um yeah the, like, the opening scene the was, top isn't it the opening scene was sick though yeah with, uh black what's his name oh yeah 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 like uh, uh, yeah yeah that was a sick scene that was, was awesome. like i don't want to ruin it but you know like he's like fighting some super you know what that reminded me of it reminded me of uh the opening of batman v superman you remember super superman when he goes safe lewis lane out in the yeah, in, uh, in, in the desert, one, sort of thing. he's just straight up like murdering people. Yeah, it's <laughs> like just doesn't care. Um, yeah, yeah, we we're I'll let you continue. We're just we're big fans of the first one, and as you touched on, it's hard to kind of you know uh, you don't want to get your hopes too high, but it's quite hard when you've come off a, a great season and uh, you're just looking forward to it. Like the first season, I I gave it a four and a half star. I thought there was. <laughs> Looking back at it, you could possibly have stretched out to five, but it, it sets the expectation, doesn't it, for for mm-hmm. the second season? And I wrote in a quick um, uh, snippet of the review, one of the best TV shows I've watched this year, and this was, what, in 2019, I believe? Yep, 2019, August. Yep. Uh, stylish, weird, and a refreshing dystopian take on the superhero genre. It really pulls you in with the storyline. And when you think you've worked it out, it hits you with an excellent twist that you really don't see coming. Uh, I don't think any of us saw that twist coming in the first season mm-hmm. uh, but another thing that tv shows usually struggle on because right, it feels like you know they've just chucked in extra characters just for the sake of adding characters to the to the to a new season it, it feels like you know some tv shows it feels like they, they force that character because it's a new tv show and you just have to like add another it's like you know uh, when uh, iPhones come out every year, they just add a, m- a minor updates just because for the sake of, oh, we have to add an update because it's a new new phone. So it's the same thing yeah. with Seasons. Um, you had that with the Oz- uh, with Ozark where they added a few characters. It worked in, th- in that TV show. Some TV shows, it just doesn't work. But I feel like in this TV show, they've got it spot on. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I can't complain. What's his name? The guy, um, Gus Frings? Uh, I forgot oh, yeah. his name. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Espedi- yeah, that's him. Oh, I, I love him. I know we've only seen him for, for, uh, for like... He's an actor. Yeah, oh, I love him, yeah. man. I love he's him. good in everything. He's good in Breaking Bad. He's good in Mandalorian. Mandalorian. And, and, now, and now this, I've got high, uh, yeah. high hopes for him. Um, and Stormfront. You know, I didn't realize, because obviously I haven't read the graphics novel, so I don't know what uh, 
like people who have read the graphics and into the graphics novel. I don't know how they're going to take this, but apparently Stormfront is a male. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I, I, I did not know that. So I don't know how people would have taken that because I know well, season one, uh, even though I absolutely loved it, someone said they've read the graphics of one. They didn't really enjoy it much because obviously it's been, it's been toned down. And I was like, okay, it's toned down, but to what degree? I think, I think it's toned down just just right because like i've heard things about the graphic novel yeah. they can't put this on tv <laughs> you can't you can't um but I, i'm i'm absolutely loving it i know you're on the third episode and you said third, third episode is sick like is it, it seems like it's getting better and better each episode like you know like season one was good but you didn't really mm. see like the seven in like action like working get working together the third, ooh, the third episode ooh, you're gonna like you're gonna like oh really okay i'm hyped for that so I've only seen season two. The first episode, as, as you said, the opening, and then the scene with the blind guy, that was just uncalled for. That was man. funny. I was just like, <laughs> that was just uncalled it was for. Like, it was like, yeah, it was like really messed up, but it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm loving Homelander. He just feels like he's got no chill this season. Like he just does mm-hmm. not give a shit. Um, but I feel like, you know, I feel, I feel like we're just getting started. Obviously season two, sorry, episode two towards the ending. With with I, I'm and I'm there watching watching the episode. I'm like, I wonder if they're gonna touch on the whole. Do we get an answer for the whole boy girl thing? And uh, and it's like the Frenchie. He he realizes like he just clocks on that. That was me. His facial reaction and his just his reaction in general when he realized mm-hmm. what the what she meant by boy girl. That was me. And that was, it was funny because in that particular scene, I was that's when my thought was going off, saying, "Oh, are we gonna get an answer to this? What does this all mean?" And uh, yeah, so it, that cliffhanger at the, towards the end, and then when Fingy punches, uh, uh, what's his name? Fuck me, Huey? Uh, yeah, Huey. When he punches him, I was like, oh come on! I felt sorry for <laughs> Huey, man. I've, when I look at here, I feel like he just gets pushed around, and like nobody yeah. wanted him as team captain, so they called Fingy back. And uh, it's yeah, this TV show, man. I, I I've got high hopes for it. I hope it really pushes the boundaries as far as it can this season. I think it's, it's- going to be. It's pushing them pretty far. Like yeah. I, I hate how people were like, Watchmen was like too political and like keep your politics on my TV show. Yeah. But like this show is like really political. Like it's yeah. like about like American propaganda and like yep. you know like evangelicals and like big pharmaceutical companies. Like yeah, and no one complains about this because it's like yeah. a satire and like people are like too ignorant to like realize they're like getting made fun of. But like yeah. this this episode is just like shitting on, like the u.s and like no one no one like really knows it's funny <laughs> you know what's also funny i love how the fact they've continued sh- shitting on uh the dollar store aquaman so yeah that that's pretty funny and he, then he, he's has, kinda... he has he has a moment in episode three that's like really cool but yeah, yeah. You're gonna okay. love it. I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch episode three after this podcast before i go to bed i think i'll watch that um but yeah, I, I'm excited. There's only eight episodes. That's kind of my disappointment. I've got three out of the way now. I think I'll definitely take my time. I think. How many was season one? Was it ten or eight? I think season one was eight. You know, but they came out on a weekly basis. Or I I, I can't remember season one because I remember I I did watch season one from the start. I watched I watched it all when it was available, and I think you're the one that recommended me the show or something like that. I can't remember how. Uh, I think it was the other way around. Really? Did I yeah. start watching it first? I think I, I think start. So. Okay. And um, anyways, yeah. So either way, we've got what f- five more episodes left. If my maths are correct, <laughs> five more episodes quick left. <laughs> quick maths. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. I think it's just it's just mental at the moment. Like it's uh, it's over the top. It's continue. Um, 
I'm happy it's still continuing with the same kind of vibe as season one, you know, and it's just, I feel like they're developing on it. They're pushing uh, the boundaries as far as possible, as far as you could possibly take it on, uh, let's say, on, on, on TV. So um, I still, I, there's still a few more, like there's a lot of questions that need to be answered, to be honest with you. Um, one thing about season, episode two, sorry, was uh, Carbon's wife, because mm-hmm. obviously we... So spoilers for season one. If you haven't seen season one, I don't, I don't really care. That's your problem. Yeah, it's, it's been now. a year. It's, it's been, been a year. I don't really care. I didn't realize she was like held captive in that kind of sort of environment. Or am I just seeing it from the wrong perspective? Because uh, when she tries, when she tries to I escape, feel, it feels like she had like yeah. that wall built around her. I feel like she's in like some kind of like witness protection, like kind of like they, they want to cover up for what Homelander did. I, I think we'll learn more about it. Okay, because it just felt like everything around it, because especially with the interaction between her and Homelander towards the end of the episode, where he said, uh, he, I think he said something along the lines of, what, about, what are you going to tell your son when he wants to go down to a Burger King and there's no Burger King or something? Mm-hmm. It feels like she's trapped. Like this, I don't know if it's kind of like a, uh, a kind of a running joke or just taking the piss out of Trump and his wall that he wanted to build between America and Mexico, because it feels like she's surrounded by this wall all around her did she not drive like she left him at uh piano classes which is which seems to be kind of oh. all fake and everything yeah and then she drove really, all the yeah i really noticed that huh interesting. yeah because i was like wait I, so at first i thought she was trying to enter a place but it seemed like she was trying to leave that place and that place is just like it's like a mini prison really mm-hmm. go go back and just check that scene with when you when you get a moment and yeah and and see because because that's kind of the perspective i saw it from to be honest with you mm-hmm. but um if that is the case then that just feels super super weird like she's not living in like some normal uh suburban kind of housing or area she seems like everything around her is fake and it's just there for show so yeah, yeah it's yeah it seems like she did weird. like make some kind of deal with Vot and like you know for like her protection and for her son's protection yeah yeah, so I, I think that's the case. And because when she comes back, he says something along the lines, you're right, um, Homelander won't get bored and tired or something like that because she mentions it to the people over the security camera. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, there's a few things that sort of obviously still want answered for. Uh, I love how they, I love how they, they you know, the that that group when they were asking them questions, oh, what should, what should we call them? Soup, soup terrorists, soup yeah uh, uh, the, that, yeah i know what you that one that was funny because it was like oh if you call like them the terrorists this, yeah it, it's, it's it reminds it reminds me of oh what should we call these muslim people after 9-11 yeah. you know it's just like yeah the homeliner has like a real like george bush vibe doesn't he yeah he, yeah, he does like, yeah he's like you know blaming uh like arabic people yeah. using propaganda. everybody but america yeah inside jobs involving airplanes yep. like he's like I think the author like was like, you know, he he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing because when uh, inside that, I, I don't know what they call it. You know, when they do customer satisfaction or customer feedback or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, the, the lady, his um, PR was like uh, uh, the seven for the world, and he's like, no, for America, we're saving America. I was like, that's such a like kind of, you know, George Bush like yeah. white America. Uh, sort of redneck vibe at the moment, especially with everything that's going around that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love how the show is touching on all these sort of things, but I think they're doing it in such a such a way where you know 
if you're not really intelligent enough, if you're just like dumb, if your IQ is like lower than uh, like my daughter's, then uh, you, you, it's probably just you know just going over your head. But as mm-hmm. you as you said, it's it's really really kind of deep and political. Yeah, it's really taking a piss out of like the US and like people like just don't like get it. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's like oh um, cool superhero show. Yeah. Just, it, 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 yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to how it's going to develop. I, I really, I, I really can't wait. I just hope it's not one of those shows that get overshadowed by political nonsense because I know there's a few shows that I've watched that a lot of reviews have said, "Oh, I wish they stayed away from this and that." And you, you, like, like The Watchmen, for example, that, that show mm-hmm. was. We gave it a five star. We absolutely loved it, and because it didn't, you know, it wasn't afraid to touch on these uh, heavy political. Uh, issues and what's funny is the first thing when all this whole black life movement um, movement happened everybody pointed out to the watchman and uh, you, you even mentioned it what, what was the watchman that group in the watchman the seventh cavalry or something yeah seventh cavalry yeah you said this is all this all over again and it's quite when you really compare the two it's like it's really really similar you know mm-hmm. the only thing missing from this whole event is just dr manhattan <laughs> yeah life entertaining art yeah, and I hope for uh, for the sake of 2020 that Doctor Manhattan doesn't exist. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> we're fucked. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Really enjoying the boys at the moment on Amazon Prime. Uh, another thing on Amazon Prime, quickly while we're on the same subject, um, the Tottenham Hotspur All or Nothing is on. Uh, is all the episodes? No, so the so the way they're doing it, and I like this approach. The first three episodes drop. And then uh, there's only nine episodes. The next three episodes drop on a Monday and the final three episodes drop on the Ooh, following Monday. Yeah, I like that. I like that actually better than... I, I love, yeah, I love this approach. And uh, it's it's still three weeks. It's still a long kind of window to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You still have, compared to, let's say, um, The Boys, sorry, you've got the first week with three episodes and then you've got five other following weeks. So that's a total of six weeks. That's over a course of nearly two months. That's pretty cool, you know, especially if you're doing something like, like us with the podcast, you can stretch it out over every two weeks. Yeah, the, the Tottenham Hotspur All or Nothing uh, documentary is incredible. Uh, incredible. I know it, it, it might not mean much to, uh, to the audience. I know I think about 60% of the audience, 70% is from America or from abroad. Um, but it's obviously a documentary about... The, people, people watch football here. People. Yeah. But yeah. it's not like... It's not... They wouldn't go out of their way to watch a documentary like that. For example, well, here we had yeah, probably Man- not. Yeah, we had the Manchester City one, like the Formula One, Netflix, all uh, uh, Drive to Survive. Was, it's absolutely insane. I've, that's something I've always recommended. I watched uh, a few so, episodes of that actually. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Season two is amazing because yeah. they got yeah, Ferrari and Mercedes on board. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, so it's it's great because it's obviously uh, following my club and last, kind of their shambles of the season last season. And uh, it's nice to see what was actually going on behind closed doors. And obviously, I've I've had the luxury to work at a football club. Obviously, not to that level. I was at an academy, and even though that club is nowhere near to to the level of Tottenham Hotspur, um, it was nice to see what goes on behind like a professional club, a club striving to be in 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 the top in world football, even in the Premier League. And uh, just yeah, I'm I'm just loving it. We watched three episodes. I've watched them twice now because I watched the first three. We watched the first episode after we came back from Tenant last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it dropped, sorry, it dropped last Sunday, my bad. And um, I watched the first one with my missus when we, when we came back from Tenant. And then I binged watched the last two. And then the following day, she wanted to watch the rest. So we just watched, just carried on watching them again. Um, so the next drop on Monday, but it's, it's definitely a TV show I would recommend 
people watching is she uh, an Arsenal fan? She doesn't really watch football, so we don't really, okay. we don't really talk okay. about that, Mio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, everyone keeps saying that to me. Like every time I bring up a conversation, everyone, my brother, his friends, are like, "But isn't your wife an Arsenal fan?" No, not really. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a show I would highly, highly recommend. I think it's something you could just dive in and dive out. It's really, really incredible, especially when they. I haven't seen the next few episodes, but there's a an episode where there's like a heated debate between the player and the manager. So it's always nice to see how that go, goes along. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so many funny things happening and I'm, I'm just loving it. One, cause it's following my club and two, it's just a great documentary in general. Um, but yeah, so the boys in uh, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, all or nothing on Amazon Prime is what I've been watching. We've also been watching another TV show here where I'll be honest with you. I started to watch the third episode yesterday mm-hmm. over breakfast and I was just like, this is too early for this. It's too early for this. I had to turn it off. Yeah. And you got to watch that, like, with all the lights turned off and stuff. Okay. It's one of those ones, yeah? Yeah. Um, Lovecraft Country. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been watching that. We're on, well, episode three is just dropped, I believe. I think episode four is now going to be the next episode coming up. Uh, tomorrow night. Episode four tonight? Or tomorrow? Uh, Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night, yeah. So as of recording this tomorrow night. Um, yeah, Mia, what is your take on this? Because... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really com- digging. I'm confused. Uh, I don't know if you want to shed some light. What, what's your theories? What's your thought process behind it? Because it feels like you and Rick kind of sussed something out. I think you guys have got a few yeah, theories um, going on. Yeah, I'm like really digging it so far. So for those who don't know, Lovecraft Country is a show um, based on a book called Lovecraft Country. It's This show is being developed by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams, which is like a really good Amazing combo. Yep. Yeah. Uh, show creator is Misha Green. Uh, I'm not really too familiar with her previous work, but this one's like pretty good. It's like it's like set in the Jim Crow era, like 1960s America. So everything's like super racist. Yeah. There's also like um like alien monsters. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I want to know what's going on with that. Like, I thought I was watching yeah. a show about. Uh, like the racist environment and the situation mm-hmm. and stuff and then OSC is just monsters and it turns like in, I wouldn't say Stranger Things but it was borderline like Stranger Things at, at a point and I was just like what the hell is going yeah. on so there's, there's a lot of like supernatural stuff like like wizards and spells and um, like worshipping like old like alien gods and it's like you know it's based on like H.P. Lovecraft who was like actually really racist but he like made like some really good like horror stories i guess um with like just like weird alien stuff yeah. like a lot he's like a cult like a cult author i guess like a okay. lot of people like really fond of his work i haven't i'm not really too familiar with his work but i know there's a lot of like media based on him like a few games came out recently there was like uh call of cthulhu and like the sinking city came out last year i think but yeah, this in- the show is like super interesting. I don't know if they'll go that far into like cults and stuff, but actually, I guess we did see a cult in episode two. But yeah, yeah, really, you know, it's like it's one of those shows like Lost and Watchmen where they just like throw a bunch of stuff at you and like you don't really understand what's going on, and like it leaves you like a mystery. So you don't really you you it keeps you in suspense and you want to keep watching to find out. You know, like the mystery is getting solved, but I guess yeah. See, that's, it'll depend that, on the payoff. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because 
as you said, it's the same thing with Lost and Watchmen where it keeps giving you clues and mysteries and it's all about whether it's actually going to deliver with the final payoff because I think from an audience perspective, the last thing you want is to have your time wasted and strung along and then you get no like answers at the end. And for me, like Lost is still one of my favorite TV shows of all time, but it felt like, you know, you're just watching episodes, you know, I think the the most recent TV show I've watched, and I, I keep referring back to this because it did it so well, but I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I am not stupid enough to waste my time anymore. And it was like 20 something episodes. And it's, what was that TV show again? Jesus Christ. You know, the plane one that supposed to land, but doesn't land for another night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Uh, the manifest manifest. Yeah. Yeah. Manifest. manifest. Yeah. Yeah. It does it so well where each episode, it hits you with like this, just like cliffhanger you're like what the fuck and then you expect answers in the next episode and then when the next episode comes along it's like the the cliffhanger never happened it just continues and you're like okay like okay let's see what happens and then it leaves you with another cliffhanger and it's just kind of a uh the same like repetitive process and you get i get bored of stuff like that i'm like okay this tv show you know when a tv show has nothing to offer when it keeps doing that over and over and over again where the 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 say uh, two thirds of the, of of the sh- of the episode is just boring filler, and then it gets to the final third, and then it starts amping up the pace and starts dropping mega stuff like bombs on you, and you're like, okay, cool, wow, oh my god, it's amazing. And then the episode ends with a cliffhanger, repeats the same process. You're like, yeah, this TV show has nothing else to offer me. So I don't think, from my first obviously experience from Lovecraft Lovecraft Country, I don't feel like that's going to be the case. I feel like there's a lot going on, and I think I feel like. It's one of those TV shows where you actually have to pay a lot of attention. It's not one of those where you can just be on your phone and have it in the background. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, that's why I went wrong with uh, the third episode over breakfast. Usually I like to check emails. I like to do stuff. I like to catch up on a few things in the morning over, over my breakfast. And it was just, I thought I could concentrate on the two, but you can't. So I'm going to have to go back and watch the rewatch, kind of just basically rewatch the entire third, third episode and just, make sure I pay attention and I feel like that's what this TV show is all about it's about paying attention looking out for the clues I feel like uh, once this show is over we're going to have a lot of theories I I feel like it is going to deliver I feel like there's especially if it's based on the book and there's a big cult following behind it and stuff I don't feel like it will leave that sort of audience hanging Uh, but you never know because obviously Lost has done that before so uh, after lost i just don't trust any other tv show yeah lost i feel like lost answered probably like half the questions and half the questions they didn't answer but like so i was like kind of satisfied with lost but like not completely but like i still love lost like oh man i love it i love it it was the first tv show where i was like absolutely binged it Mm -hmm. i remember i i binged season one to three on dvd at night and this this was back in before like we had ipads and stuff like that where you had to chuck the DVD obviously in, into your laptop. The, you're sitting on the bed. The laptop is burning you because it's just getting it's overheated. I'd watch like f- two discs which had three episodes each, so like six of, in the night. You'd you try to catch up to the latest season. By the time latest season comes around, you've been you, like you watch one season hit, one episode a, a week. And then um, it was the first TV show where we actually it was, sorry it was actually the first TV show where they actually cut a deal where they were showing the to fight the season finale on the same time same day as the uk audience because obviously episodes used to drop in america first oh i didn't know that yeah so lost was the first tv show of its kind i i, I remember 
where the season finale was like it was like five o'clock in the morning or something like that or, oh, wow. or, or i can't remember what time the, yeah and um so me and my missus at the time we were just in uni and she woke up i woke up we were like okay we're gonna we're gonna watch it we watched it when we went to uni we were like what the fuck did we just watch <laughs> and i've never been so pissed about a tv show but i i loved it i absolutely yeah. loved it uh, I still don't get what the fucking black smoke was. I don't get why that guy never aged. I don't get why there was a fucking polar bear in the fucking middle of the island. Uh, well, the guy didn't age because um, what's his name? The the dude who had the powers, David. Was his name David? I think David. I, I can't remember. The model. Yeah, but yeah, they never explained the polar bears. Yeah, they never explained the polar bears. There's a lot. Of, they never explained why you had to push the buzzer. The numbers. They never explain the, the numbers. The, the numbers. And I wanted, numbers. I wanted the numbers. Oh, do you remember Black Ops? It reminds me of Black Ops. What yeah. What do the numbers mean, Mason? It's like, I, what the numbers? Yeah, they, so it reminded me from they that. Didn't, they didn't explain, they explain any of that. So Penny's boat. I love that little twist. 4, four 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Wow. Wow. I love that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't, did you just make that up or was that actually from Lost? No, no, I just looked it up. Oh, okay. I thought you knew off a heart. We'll cut that bit out. Mio, amazing, amazing lost. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it's just, they never explained many things. And I was just like, oh my God. So hopefully we don't go down the same rabbit hole as Lovecraft Country. Uh, but obviously with the day and age here now, it's maybe it might work because you've got Reddit where people jump on and exchange theories. You've got geeks like us who would just... We'll just I think we'll continue talking about it. I think it's the same thing. We'll we'll come to it shortly with Tenant where you know me, I haven't slept after I watched Tenant. Like I'm just going back and forth with theories. Literally, I was daydreaming before you jumped on. I sent my brother a message as well about Tenant. So I think in the we're in, we live in a day and age where you episodes or TV shows or movies in general can be so ambiguous and open ended because you know there's people yeah. like us out there who might yeah we love do. that we love that yeah show. exactly we love that we love that sort of stuff and obviously an episode might come from me and all that yeah so i'm I'm looking forward to it i just need to pay attention to episode three but i still have no idea what's going on um can i talk about tenant now yeah i was I've, waiting I've, for you to talk about tenant. I've, I've been dying i've been dying Mio. so so you've seen it twice i've um, seen it twice already can i ask you a question UK. can i ask you a question go on Mio. is it the best action movie ever made Oh, it's the best spy movie spy ever movie. made. It's a yeah. spy movie? It's, it's a spy, spy espionage movie. Okay. Is yeah. it the best Nolan movie ever made? No. Okay. It's okay. up there. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's up there. Uh, I did say, this is, this is something that I've just been holding out. Like, um, I'm at a crossroads with this review, hence why this review hasn't been out yet. You know me, I'm usually quick to put a, a review. Mm-hmm. But I'm at a crossroads for two reasons. One, I think I'm not sure how to approach this review. Obviously, we do things here objectively, and you know we try and keep our emotions intact, and we don't let our emotions get away, get in front of us, ahead of us when we do reviews. Um, so I'm struggling with this review. I'm struggling to put it forward because I feel like this is a movie where not a lot of people will appreciate until years down the line. I.e., Prestige, mm-hmm. i.e., uh, Space Odyssey, uh, Interstellar for some people. Uh, excluding Mio. Uh, so that's one, it feels like one of those movies, but I also came out of that movie, Mio, thinking, what the fuck did I watch? And I, I had my emotions intact. Like I went with my brother, I went with Niv, 
and I'm usually just like talkative, like blah, 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 this and that. And my emotions are there to be like, I wear my heart on my sleeve when I watch movies. Mm-hmm. But with this, I came out and I was like, I need the second viewing. I need the second viewing before I make any kind of decision about, about this movie, about my review. And obviously the, the, there was, there's been known there's audio issues here and there, but some movies, some cinemas are fine. Some people are saying it's, it's bad. It's just, I think it just depends on what cinema you go to with the mixing. But that's obviously a, that's based on, that's how you get Nolan movies. Nolan obviously films on, on scene. So you get the ambient noises of location, you get the soundtrack, and then you get the, the, the audio from the, from the interaction between the characters. So sometimes mixing is not the greatest. But anyways, I came out of it and I was like, okay, I need to watch that for the second time. But my first impressions of the movie were, if I say there's some action sequences in that movie that is better than Inception, don't be surprised. And I said that to you. Well, I don't think Inception had the best action sequences. Like it, it had like the really cool story. But for its time and it for a pretty, movie yeah. that's all practical effect, you're like, you're blown away with Inception. And I think that's what, that's why I feel like this movie will age better in time because no movies usually do because there's no CGI, you know, everything, mm-hmm. it just plays out well. And obviously once you get the, the grasp of what the story and the concept is. So I said that and I said, there is flaws to this movie but I said if this is better than Inception don't be surprised but same like what going and watch it, watching it a second time and paying more attention more attention to certain aspects of, of the movie it's not better than Inception and, it's, and I'll say it's not better obviously than The Dark Knight so yeah. it's definitely not in the top two it just remains to be seen where does it leave it in, in comparison to other movies at this moment in time it's a top five movie for me in Nolan's movies okay but it's hard to always because we we had like loads of plans in terms of we're going to do a tenant podcast, which we'll probably do. Once yeah, we'll, you've seen we'll still it. do that. Yeah, we'll still... we're, going, we're going to do a Nolan kind of uh, uh, ranking all his movies. When you come to the rest, then it's hard because it's up. To, like if I give this movie a four four star movie, but I think it's better than Memento, which I think has got five. You know what I mean? So it's it's quite hard to decide where this movie sits. But that that aside. I absolutely loved the movie, Mia. I absolutely mm-hmm. fucking loved it. Like the second second viewing, this movie needs three viewings, four viewings, because the amount of clues and Easter eggs and fucking theories and nonsense and it's a Nolan movie. I think Nolan now is making movies for people with who he's not making movies for these people who just don't want to read subtitles in Parasite. He's making movies for people like us who we're gonna watch it three or four fucking times. Did you read Notepad? The same yes, time? I did. Second viewing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, judge me. Like Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I got home and I'm looking at my notepad in the middle of the night. And it's I just said, like squibbles. It's just like, and the funny thing is, it's just like, just like small notes and it's like scribbles and I can't make it because it's like dark and everything. But what will happen is, I'll get up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'll get up in the middle of the night and I'll send a message to my brother. And then half an hour later, I'll send another one about the movie and I'm just like thinking about it. And, then <laughs> and there was this theory, like, like uh, I'm calling it now, I called this theory before anybody. Like I've seen it being thrown around. I'm not going to spoil it so there's no spoilers when we come to talk about Tenant. But I threw this theory, theory now, around. Now I'm intrigued. This, I was the first person, I'm saying this with my chest, I was the first person to bring up this theory and now everyone's talking about it. It's probably an easy theory to maybe figure out depending on where you see the movie from. But anyways, I, I made three o'clock at night. I jumped out of my bed. I was like, fuck this guy is this guy or this, you know what I mean? So I was like, 
yeah, I sent that to my brother. I was like, I've got the, I've got the, I've got the biggest, I've got the biggest bomb ever. This theory is like legit. And then I, I was trying to do research on my theory, so that's why I had to obviously watch it the second time and just kind of. Um, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Once the you get a grasp, how are you gonna say all that? The theory. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you what the theory is. What are you talking it's, about? Just give me the theory. No, 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 no! It ruins the story for you, man. It's you part just, of like, the hyped up your theory. Like, no, oh, no, like... no, no! I can't, I can't tell you. I can't tell you my theory. Uh, it's, it's everyone talks about it now and stuff is, like that. How so, much, it's, how it's, much it's, does it spoil the movie? It'll, it'll ruin the entire movie oh, for okay. you. Yeah, so it's one of those theories. Oh, come on. Um, but the trailer, like, I went back watching the trailers before I watched it the second time, and I was just like, yeah, fuck this trailer. This trailer showed nothing. Like, it absolutely shows nothing. No spoilers. No nothing. It's just Nolan's clever way of doing trailers. Uh, what else, man? There's just so many things I want to talk about without ruining. This. How was the? How was like the actors in it? Like, uh, okay, so, Washington and so, so this is where the flaw for the movie comes in. I think this is what's going to stop it from being a masterpiece in a sense. But I have my defense for it. So the flaw is you don't really feel connected to certain characters. Like, for mm-hmm. example. Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Inception, you feel like an emotional attachment to that character. You want, you want Cobbs to succeed. You, you know what I mean? You have that, yeah, you want uh, that relationship family. with him. Yeah, yeah. But with here, like the protagonist, he's just, John David just called the protagonist. You don't really feel anything for them. To be honest, all characters have no backstory, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people hated that. I think that's one of the flaws of the movie. But the movie is about secrecy. It's about not knowing people because there's a lot of, back and forth time travel and that sort of stuff, which I don't want to get into spoilers. So it suits the plot. It works in the plot. And, and to, to be honest with you, I looked up reviews after the first viewing and I saw these flaws and I just took like, you know, the ones that were consistently popping up in people's reviews, like, oh, the character, you don't feel an emotional attachment to them. Or there's a lot of, um, it feels like, I wouldn't say like Batman v Superman where there's a lot of cuts and it feels like movies are just the movie just put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a lot of cuts, but it's, it ties up to the movie. It's don't forget the movie is a two hour and a half movie. The first half, it really needs to kind of just push home the plot and what's happening and what's happening before it goes into the absolute mental stuff. Because I did say to you, it's easier to get than interstellar and inception. I know inception is an easy movie to get, but if you really, think about it back days it's kind of the first movie where it, yeah, it was, really yeah, it was, it pushed was, a non-linear yeah it was confusing to a lot of people yeah so now you get the now you can kind of get the idea so this is kind of the same thing it this movie is the most accessible movie but at the same time you can get lost in kind of different timelines and different paths and all that so i tried to go into the second viewing with all these flaws and all these negative kind of reviews in mind but it really, honestly, I'm not saying this for, because I'm a Nolan fan. Uh, it's it really, honestly, it did not hinder or mm-hmm. like upset my viewing or just hinder my excitement or uh, anything for for the movie. You know what I mean? I, I would you, lo- yeah. Would you say um, he focused more on like the plot and like the premise than like the char- the characters? Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely did. But he also, you could say maybe the whole throwaway lines of uh, we're not allowed to because there is a particular scene in the movie where uh it's not a spoiler but he talks to the lady and the lady's like no chit chat no nothing when you're not supposed to know what who i am or what i do only how i do it and mm-hmm. and, and and that's it or maybe you're not supposed to know how i do it only what i do yeah um maybe that's the throwaway line that he just kind of hoping that people pick up on but 
it really didn't really it honestly didn't hinder anything my enjoyment for the for the movie or anything to be honest with you and i absolutely loved it and when you that's why i'm so excited to watch it the third time because it's one of those movies you're gonna i know you can, i can hear you just like laugh in the background like this guy's gonna watch it three times before i watch it once hey, boy, I, I think you're gonna watch it up to five times in the cinema uh, well, I've got a bit of good news for you coming up shortly regarding Tenet. But anyways, I tried to go into just like proper, proper subjectively in terms of bad reviews. And I honestly didn't. It, I, I couldn't. I, I, I absolutely loved the movie. Um, I'll tell you how'd one you like thing. The, how'd you like the but, score? Oh, oh my God. The score? I've, the guy's, um, it's, he's done, he's done uh, yeah, Luke The Mandalorian. Boy, Black saying, Panther. I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of his. He Luke did Wig, the Black uh, Panther Gunnarsson, one too. Yeah. Um, he um, used to be Charish Gambino's producer back in the day, so that's how oh, I. Okay. How, that's how I, I knew about him. But he's yeah. kind of, he's come a long way. He's becoming like the next big composer. Oh, good on him because it's a, a mega, mega soundtrack. Um, incredible. If you get a chance to listen to the mm-hmm. soundtrack on Spotify, Freeport, Seven Forty Seven, and um, uh, what's the other one? Posterity. Those are some amazing soundtracks. Seven forty-seven. That's the one where they crashed the plane. Uh, that scene, like, is it because it's a seven forty-seven Boeing? Yeah, yeah. You want to okay. crash a plane? Well, don't be so dramatic. Well, how big of a plane? Seven forty-seven is a pretty big man. Yeah, like Drake's got a, Drake's got a seven forty-seven. Uh, uh, Drake, right? That's what he calls it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to your question, what the characters are like? John David doesn't really have much charisma about him. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I love him as a character. He doesn't really have much charisma about him, and his his performance is great. I like. I don't really have anything bad to say about him, but at the same time, he doesn't really stand out like, let's say, like a Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception or a Christian Bale in The Prestige or or in Dark Knight or even Matthew McConaughey in. Uh, is it Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. No. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah, Interstellar. Yeah, yeah, Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar. Uh, because once again, it's lacking that emotional attachment to the character, and maybe it's down to the plot. But I tell you what, I tell you what, right now, I'm, I am a Robert Patterson stan. That's it, I'm done. Get well soon. Would you say, would you well say he was the best? Oh, he was the best thing about that movie. He was the best thing about that movie. And uh, what's his name? Fucking hell, the guy from Tenant, um, the Russian guy who does the guy from Tenant. No, the guy from uh, Dunkirk. Oh, uh, Kenneth Barr. Oh my god, him. He was like um, some people said he wasn't a great villain. He he was amazing, loved him, and uh, his Russian accent was incredible. Um, another thing was it's just uh, I think it's my like, uh, yeah. uh, what's this show? Uh, Chernobyl when they, people they didn't even try to do a Russian accent. No, no, everyone yeah. was just speaking in a British accent. That was funny. Like, <laughs> that was funny, but it worked. Yeah. Um, Anyways, go on. So, so yeah, after like I saw a few friends pop up and they go, "Our oh, tenant was shit," like straight up. What? And I was, yeah, what? and I said, and this was the first thing I said. Yeah, I said, I, I said, Nana, I said, you didn't understand it, did you? And get what? Guess what the reply was? What was the no. Reply? The reply was no. They did get. It. So I think there's a lot of that at the moment where people are going into this. Obviously, if you're dumb enough to go into this and not expect a, a, a traditional Nolan movie, then shame on you. But it's it's one of those movies where you really need to pay attention. It, the, it's it's quick, it's fast. Oh, another thing was the pacing of the movie. Some mm-hmm. people absolutely hate it because Mira, it's one of the fast-paced movies that I've ever seen. 
that's that's surprising because it's two and a half hours yeah it's extremely fast paced maybe that's once again that's why it feels like it's jumping between places and places uh maybe why there's not enough backstory at certain places or for certain characters uh but oh my god that's extremely fast paced and then the second half of the movie fuck me like you can't keep up you really can't keep up um Opening scene, one of the best uh, opening scenes from a Nolan movie. Uh, simple as that. Not even, uh, that's not even up for debate. I think the, the only other... Say this is the best? One of the best opening okay, scenes. Okay, I was about uh, to say, like... The Dark Knight and The Dark, Dark Knight Rises are just think incredible. And uh, this, this one is just... Uh, it really just puts it out there for me. Um, what else was there just quickly on my mind without too many like spoilers? That? Do you like the Travis Scott song that came with it? Oh, that that came that came at the end. Yeah, I, I was okay. hoping it wasn't in the movie movie itself. It, it's mm-hmm. at the post credits, not post credits. Sorry, just the end credits. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it, man. I love it. Uh, it's been on that, repeat. I think the songs. It's it's good. It's good. Travis Scott is doing yeah. a collab I with. Like, uh, I feel like I feel like I feel like it could have just been a song. It doesn't really have any like tenet references in it. No, it doesn't. Oh, it does like, actually. It does. What is it? He does. It does. He talks about he talks about the opera uh, mission. Oh, okay. And he, t- he talks about back uh, when he goes back in the past. Um, but the whole movie, the whole movie, the clue is in the title. The clue is in the animation of the title. And as soon as I figured that out after I left the, f- the, the my first viewing, I was like mind blown. Can you and, say um, what tenant means? It, is that a spoiler? It's not really a spoiler, but it's like it's just a secret organization. But Okay. At the same time, it is a spoiler if I was to explain it to you because it kind of does spoil the... It, yeah, it does spoil the movie. It spoils, it spoils the, the timeline of the movie, let's say, the path the movie takes. Um, but an absolutely incredible movie, Mio. Um, like, if you were to ask me now, where, where would I review this or how many worlds my rating? I, I, I am pushing for a four and a half. I'll be just, honest with just you. Give it five, just, I really just want to give it five. I really want to give it five. I really want to give it five, Mio. But I am going to watch it a third time and then I'll review it. I think my review might be on hold for another week or so. Mm-hmm. And that way, you know, I'm just waiting for you to watch it, you and Rick. I'll find uh, a way to watch it. But I'll find uh, you have to watch it. You have to find a way. Because Mio, the research I've been doing for this movie, and bear in mind, bear in mind, I've stayed away from Reddit. I've stayed away from all YouTube videos until we do this podcast. I've got, mate, oh uh, uh, my God, my mind right now, like, like for people that don't know, I invited me obviously to start this podcast and he's just waiting for me to accept his invitation. I was just there daydreaming about Tenant coming up with these fucking theories. Um, but yeah, Robert Patterson, amazing. All the characters I really, I, I absolutely loved. I don't know why Michael Caine was in this, in this movie. Uh, as long as Michael Caine exists and Nolan, he's always going to be in these movies. Um, there's only one particular scene that I felt was this out of place. Um, all the kind of flaws that people have brought, um, brought up, I feel like, you know, they can be easily overlooked yeah, no, no movie's perfect anyway. Yeah, no, it took Nolan. I think Nolan was writing, said that he's been writing, writing this for about 10 years and he's figured out the plot only in the last five or something like that. Um, but I will say, you're gonna be theorizing for this, mate. I am, yeah, I will say, and this is another theory. You know, Nolan's not one to do a sequel, obviously, besides the, the his Dark Knight, besides the, the Dark Knight, which is obviously not his franchise. Um, I think this is the movie. This could be his first movie if he dives in to make a, a, a sequel. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll go as far as saying that because there's a lot of stuff. Did a you say of... this movie was an Interstellar prequel? 
What did what did I say? No, I was just joking. <laughs> I was just joking. I was winding. Uh, oh, okay. I was winding uh, Rick up in it. I was just tr- trying to get him to to get his ass to the cinema just so he could watch it. Um, but yeah, this this movie you could easily make a sequel about it because there's just so many questions and answers, and you just want you yeah you, know, you, you just go watch it. If you haven't seen Tenant, don't listen to reviews like IGN where they go. They marked it down because there's yeah. too much thinking. IGN uh, gave Mulan an eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out it's actually quite trash. Um, just go in, go in with like in this day and age, you really still listen to reviews, and that's why I'm at a crossroads with kind of the multiverse in general. Like, how do I approach reviews? Do I approach it from a branding perspective? I think, like, I think, or do I approach it from my I think perspective? You can just, yeah, I think you should do reviews, but just like you know, just think about how you like the movie or like what you yeah, thought about the movie yeah. like don't, don't listen to like yeah yeah exactly people, like flaws like one person yeah. might think something's a flaw and another person yeah. might think it's exactly. not you know because it's all subjective isn't it yeah like, art is movies subjective are, movies are art art's yeah. subjective yeah see that's the thing i've always struggled with and i think i've mainly struggled with it because you know me everybody seems to know now on especially if you haven't if you didn't know i am a big nolan fan especially kind of like the what I was be, what I've been posting leading up to the movie, so I kind of do want it to be come across as very very biased. So I think that's why I was in two minds in, in, in kind of my own own sense essentially. But yeah, as I said, just I'll I'll come up with a review and how I enjoyed it and what I loved about it. But absolutely incredible, definitely. I think Mia, I think you're going to enjoy this a lot. You know, yeah, I think I these are the sort of movies. Not. No disrespect to anybody out there. But if you're just like a movie goer who just goes to watch like whatever's in cinema or just once in a while, I don't think this movie is for you. I mean, mm-hmm. these are movies for people like us who are invested in movies, invested in, let's say, certain directors, invested in non-linear storytelling, uh, are willing and able to to sit in, in the cinema for, let's say, three hours and piece together certain things. I think this is a movie for us. You know, I think... Nolan has his niche market now, and I think this is his niche market. To be honest with you, it's not for for everybody, mm-hmm. and I don't mean this in, in in a like rude way, but it it really isn't, you know. So um, I just can't wait for you to watch it. I can't wait for Rick to watch it. I've been talking to my every time I pop over to my parents, the first thing I walk through the door, and I'd uh, like <laughs> I'd see my brother. I'm like, oh, by the way, this part in Tenant, this and that, <laughs> X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh my god, um, so amazing scenes amazing quotes love the characters go fucking watch Tenant uh, and finally the last thing I've done come down, just coming off Tenant I was on such a Robert Pattinson high like I needed more Robert Pattinson so I thought you know what I think his kind of career in the Twilight movies has obviously you know maybe given him a a bad name yeah, I would say I would I would go as far as saying that. I think that's fair to say. So I thought I need to watch some of his movies. So uh, I started off with Good Time because it was on Netflix and it was mm-hmm. just kind of just easily accessible while I'm trying to go to sleep. That movie was incredible, man. It reminded me of um, uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah, it's, it's made by the same director. Yep, yep. Safi Brothers. And um, absolutely loved it, man. He he was incredible in it. I I, I actually preferred this over Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. I felt like. Um, there's more of an emotional story, an object, final objective. I know Uncut Jeff is about this guy who's trying to think, but it felt like that was more of a gambling issue and just kind of his own personal addiction. Whereas this, he's just the whole synops- uh, synopsis basically. 
him he takes his brother brother to a robbery uh they get away but uh, police pick them up later on and then they try and escape and then he, his brother gets caught and his brother has a uh, learning disability so he's i think he's deaf and he's kind of dumb so he gets caught and he goes to prison and he tries to get him out of prison tries to get money to kind of post bail and then he gets beaten up in prison he gets taken to a hospital but he goes don't, i think don't he missed don't don't in the movie yeah. oh okay i haven't seen it yet oh i thought you're gonna not gonna watch it okay cool 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 so yeah, just watch it. It's just basically a tale about him and his brother. Yeah, uh, it's just mental. It's typical, I think, uh, sort of movie where sorry by those directors where it's just everything just feels so intense, so anxious, and I think that was one of the things I hated about Uncut Gems. Where it was just too much shouting, too much. It felt like I was in the middle yeah. getting showered on, and I didn't really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, like, I'm, I, I don't get anxiety or anything like that, but I, just, I did really appreciate it, you know, I did like it. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, but I think this, those sort of movies are grown on me, you know, like I had my headphones in as well this time, so it was just like sitting back in the dark, headphones in, I felt like, you know, I was in the driving seat, I was like with him in the car, like when he's going off to do certain things, um, or when certain things are happening in a certain room, um, but I, his performance in that was great, man. Robert Patterson is, I, I apologise, man, like, I kind of changed my tune after I saw the Batman trailer. I'm like, yeah, this this guy is my Batman. This is Patterson right now, right here, right now. Patterson, um, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. Uh, Hopefully, so, he recovers from COVID. Get well soon. I hope. I hope so. Get well soon. Um, so, Good Times is one that I've watched. So, uh, the next ones are up on my list. Obviously, The Lighthouse, The Lost City of Z. Apparently, this is a movie that uh, Michael Reeves was saying uh, caught his attention and kind of want one of the reasons why he wanted him in Matt Batman. Reeves? Uh yeah, Matt Reeves, Batman? Yeah. Director? Yeah. So Michael Reeves. Oh, my bad, my bad. I'm still <laughs> on a tenant high. Apologies. Uh The Lost City of Z, The Rover and High Life. Apparently High Life is supposed to be really good. So that's one of ones I'm really, really excited to watch. Um mm. but yeah, so that's all I've been up to really this week. Just on the I've watched Wait, Tenant twice. You watched uh you watched the follow, following too, right? Uh, we haven't what? talked about following. The following what was that movie? Nolan movie? Following? Oh shit! Yeah, fuck the following. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just called following. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that is a typical Nolan movie. That's yeah. like, uh, like, that is so good. Definitely watch that. It's just a really, really. It's one of the best low budget movies I've seen. Like, mm-hmm. it's really. Now I see where he gets this whole time. Yeah, because this was his first movie out of college, I think, and he yeah. used like a bunch of unprofessional actors, just like. Yes bunch of his fans and really like lays the groundwork and like about how he's gonna you know how his filmmaking is gonna evolve from here that it's like this was like his like first draft then yeah. all the movies since was like based off this movie in a way you know about yeah yeah no he, i don't even know what you mean yeah yeah you, about how you watched it also like, didn't you yeah yeah it's, it's, a, it's a quick watch it's like seven yeah, yeah. minutes yeah. it's like yeah. a tv episode it felt tense at moments as well mm-hmm. I, I i loved it it was um Obviously, low budget. It was filmed over a year because obviously he did have rights to close off a street, for example, like his high budget movies and film. So he had to film it over a course of a year. It was actually filmed not too far from here, to be honest with you, which was pretty cool. Um, so all these locations I know, uh, which was pretty exciting to see on, on screen, and especially back in the 90s, I believe it was. or yeah, I think early, uh, early 90s. 90s 95, yeah, just seeing how the areas changed was incredible. Uh, but yeah, as you said, it lays the foundation for his work, and th- this is his style. Just like um, 
I would say like, for example, my profession in, in design, you have a style that you approach mm-hmm. and, and that's something that, and you just lay the groundwork. So all your work is kind of the same, same thing. Um, if you look at Apple, their presentations, their style is pretty minimalistic, really simple and, and, and so forth. And same with Samsung, Samsung kind of, they've gone that kind of same traditional Apple sort of uh, style and convention. So yeah, no, you, you could see where he gets it from. It's just, one of the most basic movies and he managed to fit in a non-linear timeline in that i'm like this guy this guy don't miss yeah. this guy don't miss <laughs> this motherfucker don't miss in the heat of battle he don't in miss. The heat of battle. um but, but yeah like, at first like you're gonna be confused but like yeah. if you like stick with it and if you pay attention you know it's like it's like i guess it's like putting a puzzle together if you, exactly you know. I couldn't have said it better myself. And Nolan even mentions the fact that the state of cinema is viewers expect to be given everything in front of them. He likes to turn it on his head and make the viewers question what they're seeing. And this is the thing with this. You're like, okay, where is this in the timeline? And then, so just to quickly explain it. So what happens is from what I remember, it, it, it shows you a flashback and then it'll well, I wouldn't say anything's a flashback. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's what's weird. But let's just call it a flashback, and then it will play out to that particular scene. And then when he gets to that scene, it shows you just ahead of that scene, and then it continues. And then you just start. It's it's weird. You just end up putting to explain. Yeah, it's so tough to. It's basically puzzles. You know, you start piecing the puzzle. Like it'll it'll play out another scene, and then you're like, okay, cool. This is the next scene that's going to happen. But that particular scene is played out. What happened for another couple of scenes? And you're like, okay. Like, so you stop, yeah. Like you'll see, like the main character have a different haircut, and you'll be like, "That's weird. Why does he have a different haircut?" Yeah. Then, like, thirty minutes later in the movie, why he got a haircut? It's it's like really cool. It's yeah. Really cool. So I watched that, and I watched that before Tenant. Uh, I'm doing obviously the Nolan marathon. A lot of people asking me why I'm doing that. That's because we're doing a special Nolan podcast soon. Um, but yeah, other than that, meal, that's what I've been doing this week. I've just been watching a, a lot of things. Uh, mm-hmm. And shout out, I got my first four, four guys uh, win before Tenant. That was incredible. I'm still that on a high hype. from that. that oh, hype. hype, hype, hype. Um, should we do some news then? I don't know yeah, if there was anything fair. else you wanted to touch on. Uh, no, I just, I've been reading a Black Panther comic. Ah, you know, okay. But it's yeah. called Black Panther uh, Under the Feet of a Nation. Ah, okay. By Ta-Nehisi Coates. I'm, okay. I'm a fan of his. He's a really good author. Yeah wrote a lot of good things but yeah i just started this this is like the first comic i've read in like years oh wow the last one i read was watchmen okay. before Watchmen came out but yeah you know the show is we always mention comics but we never talk about comics we're so, not yeah. talking about comics don't we we need to really because yeah. i read some from here and there but i never read because they're such a hard subject to talk about aren't they essentially yeah. it's like different storylines uh we're going to come up to a black panther piece piece shortly um so hopefully it ties in with your comics but yeah no we should definitely should maybe once a month actually have a big section in the news where we yeah. just cover uh, yeah this one's like about three bucks long so i'm gonna finish it i'm book one. Oh, right i now. think i know which one it is you know i, I, I can't just send me the cover I'll, I'll know off by the by the cover okay. when you get a moment um yeah let's dive like let's dive into the news uh random news uh i know this show is about your covering movies, TV, video games, comics. The everything in between is in reserve for random situations like this. And it's by Lucky Charms. 
Did you hear about Lucky Charms getting a marshmallow edition only? Really? Yeah, I'm hyped for this. Man, that's uh, how's that gonna work? I don't know if I want just marshmallows. Like every every time I have uh, Lucky Charms, the little ones like my cereal give me cereal. Mm-hmm. So I try and pour her cereal. She she she'll be like, no no no, I only want the marshmallows. So Sosu only loves uh-huh. marshmallows from the Lucky Charms. You know what so, I feel like? They've did Lucky Charms, but without the regular, without the it comes to like frosted, like frosted flakes. Lucky Charms. That's pretty good. Oh, I've never seen that one. Yeah, America's like complicated. Oh, mate. There's like a fruit. There's like a fruit pebbles. Lucky Charms too. Oh my god, yeah. America is like in the brink of let's just call it civil war between amongst itself, amongst uh, mask wearers and non-mask wearers, uh, amongst Black Lives Matters versus All Lives oh. Matters. Uh, and just elect uh, the elections and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to cereal, man, America we're, is king. We're on top. In, king. You can't, you can't fuck with us. You can't. You can't. You can't. And I, I wish our cereal was uh, was uh, as great of a selection as uh, you guys have over there. Um, but yeah, that was a piece of random news. Uh, touching on Black Panther, obviously, uh, we had a special podcast last week for Chadwick Boseman, and we did touch on it, like just as many people might have just started talking about the topic is the future of Black Panther. Uh, it's been confirmed that Disney are obviously now thinking about it, thinking about the process, thinking about where they're going to go. Uh, they, they've obviously said, look, production is going to be starting soon for 2022 release. That's still on schedule, but we had to consider what's going what's happening. Uh, reason I had this on here is just to obviously just to follow up from the previous episode, but it's funny you saying, you said that you've been reading the Black Panther uh, comics because there's been talks that they might take a direct storyline from the Black Panther project, and that's Shuri becomes the Black Panther. So yeah, that'd be cool. in, the, in the yeah in the comics, that's what that's what happens. So a lot of people a lot of people have been saying, you know, just just like how Black Panther started initially, just like with a, uh, some credits or whatever, you could probably start off Black Panther two with like, oh, the king. King T'Challa was out on a mission and unfortunately, yeah, was killed in action or whatever. And then this is the future, or whatever. And then Shuri takes over or something like that. Cause that's what happens in the comics essentially. So mm-hmm. um, she takes over. So that, that, that's been talked about, but it's, it, it's weird to even talk about it now because it, it still hasn't sunk in me. I don't know about you, but it still hasn't. Yeah. It hasn't for me either. Hasn't sunk in, uh, especially when you see like all the, uh, tribute posts on on Instagram. Marvel put out a good tribute the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortnite did a Black Panther statue in the in that game. Cool. That was yeah. amazing. Um, who else? I think uh, I could be mistaken, but I think Rogue Company also did one. Did they in game? Yeah, I think there's a map and it has a uh, a Black Panther in game. Oh, uh, it's the cool. I think it's the favela map. You know, yeah, I think it could be that map. Um, so they did that. So the tributes are still pouring. Marvel did this amazing tribute. I was like, that was such a hard watch. But yeah, so if if you haven't heard the news, you've probably been living under a rock. Uh, obviously, Chadwick Boseman passed away, and it's yeah, this is the comic, Mio. This is the comic. I know of this one. This yeah. it's always been in my list to watch. Um, definitely, definitely want to start what, uh, reading that. Maybe read up. On, I'll, maybe I'll start reading, it and then we could just uh, pass notes uh, on one of the podcasts. Uh, but yeah, Black Panther, the future of Black Panther is obviously up for talks and uh, Disney are just considering what they're going to do with it. Uh, Mio, I know you're not a big Call of Duty fan, 
Were you <laughs> able to catch up on any Call of Duty news? Uh, I saw the the cinematic trailer with yeah. Lana Vegan. <laughs> that was kind of weird. Yeah. Well, thoughts? I know you said you're not a big fan, but now you have a PC. Is it going to tempt you to kind of jump on? Um, uh, try COD on PC? I'll buy it when it's on sale. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so new COD multiplayer reveal is September 9th. Um, is there anything? Can I? Is there anything yeah. new about the game? Um, so it's a sequel to Black Ops, which is probably one of the best, I would say, one yeah, of the best. one of the uh, best campaigns. Yeah, campaigns. It had Mason, Hudson, um, yeah. Woods. I know Black Ops 2, they did a time jump to, like, the future. Yeah. But So is this between Black Ops 1 and 2? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is a, a proper sequel to, uh, to Black Ops. Um, yeah, they jumped to the future, and then I, I didn't mind it too much, but then Black Ops... Black Ops 3 was actually quite decent, but Black Ops 4, man, I just they just messed up multiplayer. Like, to be honest, you don't really play Call of Duty for the story unless it's Black Ops. And then, obviously, the early Modern Warfare series, they, they were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. cool. Um, Those are good. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Uh, campaign is being led by Raven Software, so take from that what you want. Uh, obviously, it's not... Treyarch is probably the better studio for campaign, yeah. but we'll see, see what happens. The multiplayer reveal is on September the 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. GMT, so British Standard Time, essentially. Uh, Confirmed to have zombies mode. Uh, I've never really been big on zombies, Mio. I don't know about you. Yeah, I've never never seen seen the fuss. Uh, It's going to have a continuation of the Warzone Battle Royale game. Uh, My kind of theory behind, well, not theory, but my kind of, thought process behind this is we're, we're, we're obviously currently in season five we'll probably have a sixth season and then it'll they'll probably nuke the map or whatever and uh, move over to so they'll nuke the map yeah because there's what been just blow up the map there's oh, been, okay there's been a lot of easter egg hunts and teasers that something major is happening to the map like because there's a there's an actual nuke in the bunker in the map so you can actually oh. There was a massive Easter egg where you had to go find the codes, and when you find the codes, it, it, it yeah, it just sent you on this big Easter hunt, Easter egg hunt, and then people found the code and they see a nuke inside the map and it's got a countdown or whatever. Um, so apparently they might nuke the map and just start all over. So I think it might go down a Rainbow Six way where they they do year two, season one, and then it's a continuation of that. But it will have crossplay, so that's confirmed once again. I think that has to be a standard nice. now. Yeah. Um, for for the next generation it's also going to have cross-gen so if you're if you've got a friend on ps4 and your friend might have picked up a, a next-gen console ps5 you can still play, play uh, with each other and against each other which is awesome cross progression is also confirmed um which is amazing uh free post-launch content so that's the same thing as, as we see now so rather than divide the the fan base and just some people have the DLC, some people don't because they don't want to spend money. Everyone's going to have the, the maps. There's going to be no season pass or nothing. Uh, the only thing is, obviously, you've got the the game, um, the battle pass. That's the only thing and cosmetics and anything you buy in the item shop. And yeah, as I said before, it's a direct sequel to Black Ops 1, which is one of my favorites. So that's all the news that was coming out of, um, of the Call of Duty. There is the multiplayer reveal, which I'm excited for. There was a leak, actually, on Reddit of multiplayer gameplay on a kind of Miami Vice looking map. Uh, gunplay looks one of the best, you know, Call of Duty gun, gunplay, you know what you get with it. It's really, really good. I just, there's something about it that I just love. Um, but the player that was playing it just looked shit. And the game mode was kind of one of those, um, yeah, you need to extract the, 
what you just need to extract somebody and it was kind of really really slow and boring and they kind of had like a revive system in it like mm-hmm. gears and it yeah it did suit quite i hopefully it's just exclusive to that mode uh, because i cannot be bothered running around call of Duty. i don't think anyone's even gonna fucking revive anybody in call of Duty, to be honest with you if they have actually yeah implemented that sort of system so uh that's all the information coming out of cod uh they've also announced kind of a the the cross-gen limited edition bundle so i think it's 69.99 but you get whatever generation you're playing on so let's say ps4 you also get the next gen upgrade which works out to be an extra 10 bucks um apparently that's not available on xbox as of really yeah so i believe that's because i think sony and activision have obviously the exclusive content right thing they've got like this deal so i think this is a deal just to kind of hinder how many people buy on xbox or whatever so at the moment there's no free or 10 buck upgrade to xbox and there's no digital upgrade either so if you're going to buy on xbox you're going to and you eventually buy the series x you're going to be buying that game twice unfortunately um so that's kind of that that kind of sucks to be honest with you mm-hmm. um mandalorian season two has been announced me the date we obviously knew season two was coming along it's just a matter of when yeah october the 30th that is the day i, I am wait. i can't i can't wait i literally can't wait hyped for it obviously with the way season one ended uh massive massive kind of fans uh we gave it five stars i think both of us it also won our did it win our multiverse tv show of the year award i think i believe we did, did we do tv show <laughs> did we do no i think we just did movies didn't we yeah, yeah we didn't do tv shows but if we had to do a tv show i think that might have been up there yeah um either that or watch one yeah exactly uh yeah nothing shown as of late regarding this uh, i think there'll be a teaser maybe soon uh, i think maybe end of september mid-september is is my guess especially with the season being just around the corner uh super super hyped for it i think one thing that i loved about just kind of the reveal was the the title it had like yeah, that little cool. baby yoda yeah that was cool if you compare I'm it to the first, it yeah exactly so when you compare it to the first one you can see baby yoda in it and i was like that was a pretty cool touch um so yeah probably release the trailer that means probably right but then they'll probably release the trailer soon yeah it has to be yeah it has to be i'll say fairly shortly i'll say my guess is mid or end of september especially if they're gonna maybe drop two trailers like they did uh, with season one um i think they'll drop one mid september is my guess and then maybe first few weeks of october maybe the first week of october three weeks out from the launch and i think they're gonna go same format i think one episode every i can't remember when the episodes dropped was it every sunday or every friday or monday i think it was every five days every five okay yeah, yeah it had this kind of weird schedule yeah so i think they're going to go the same same sort of approach um so yeah that's the mandalorian season two uh we've already talked about this but robert patterson tested for covid so batman has been that production has been halted yet again if if this was a piece of news i would say pre-DC fandom, I don't think any of us would have given a shit, Mio. But after, after DC fandom, how many times have you watched that trailer? Uh, I want to say four to five times. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've watched it so how many, many times. times. How many it's times so, have you watched it? It's so good. I, I don't know. I've just, I've just watched it. It's more than 10. Um, absolutely love that trailer. So yeah, after DC fandom and seeing Robert Pattinson as Batman. Did uh, you watch it with, with lotion? 
I watched it with lotion. I watched it with uh, the. I had a little nice blow up doll next to me. Oh, it was what a trailer, man! What a trailer! And you know what's that was weird? A good trailer. We said this in the DC fandom uh, podcast. The movie is only twenty percent done, and this is yeah an incredible trailer. And to just add like that little cherry on top, you know, the little spring ice icing. Jeffrey Wright, who plays um, Commissioner Gordon, he said that the the trailer had no cgi whatsoever i'm like oh my god this is what i want to hear i love it and um i can't wait man i I literally can't wait i know there's another dc event talking about the the future of the multiverse i can't wait for that yeah they probably won't show any batman trailer whatever but it's a great time to be a dc fan and batterson is my batman i'm telling you now this this could be the one so hopefully he gets well soon and then bail and then affleck he'll be better than affleck i think Okay. Uh, he's not, I don't think it's going to be better than Bill. Mm-hmm. We have to wait and see. I'm loving the tone, though. That's what. That's that's my thing. And I'm just a Robert Patterson stan. I'm going to have to buy posters of him soon. Oh, my God. I can't wait. What a time to be alive, man. Um, more DC news. Zack Snyder's Justice League date has been leaked by the DC press site. Apparently, September 5th, 2021. So, roughly... Oh, that's actually... Actually, this time next year, as of recording this podcast, yeah. Mia. That's far away. Yeah. I thought we uh, must have not been like close to being done. Yeah, I think there's still a lot of work to be done to be done on it. Uh, I believe he's going to release the movie in that format. You remember the trailer format? Uh, I, Which I, I, format? You know the trailer how it was like kind of a boxy uh, look to it. So the aspect ratio, sorry, was kind of oh, just okay. a box. Yeah, he's going to have his own aspect ratio to the movie. Apparently, um, I'm not too sure how I feel about that. But what's funny about reading the the DC press site leak was it had uh, what it was coming to. So it said made for TV and then it said release date, September the 5th. And then below it said coming to airplanes, no date uh, as of yet. So obviously when you're on the flight, wherever you are, you get to watch uh, movies on plane. So apparently this is going to be coming to uh, in-flight entertainment close to you. So that, that was pretty funny to read. But yeah, September 5th, one year from now, still a long time to go uh, i think there's just so much work to be done and mm-hmm. obviously reshoots and animations and yeah i can't wait and uh more theories with this after we did the the dc fandom i think mio i think mio's had enough of my theories i think rick has had enough of our theories uh so i'll save them for another time um fox Oh, this is actually news regarding Fox and the New Mutants. Have you seen the New hmm. Mutants by any chance? Have I seen the New Mutants? <laughs> I, I don't know if it dropped in VOD or, VOD or just purely cinema. That's what I'm asking. I know, but like, would I still watch it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, what's funny is it's actually off to a good start in the box office over there. Yeah. But, but I it, feel like, didn't the creator say he like hated it? So yeah, he like, hated it. The news here that I had was Fox hated it so, so much that they considered reshooting the entire thing. They should have. Uh, they had like, they had like two years. <laughs> yeah, but how many times did that movie get delayed? It was ridiculous. But anyways, it, it, it's actually doing good at the box office in terms of um, ticket sales, uh, but it's still getting trash reviews. And one of the reviews said, it's a shame that the X-Men franchise now ends with this. Because it, it, technically, this is the last movie from the entire um, X-Men yeah, franchise so. before it becomes... Yeah, I guess so. uh, Yeah, before it comes consolidated as part of the, the MCU or the kind of the bigger, bigger uh, 
movie franchise. But anyways, yeah. Uh, I really want to watch this, though, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, yeah. I want to see how trashy it is. Because you know me and shitting on the, on a movie, how much we, we, gonna, like, we, we go say, together. Yeah. We're good at this. So, you better get your trash can with you. Trash can I feel, ready. I feel like I need to up up my game, you know, with that video. I've been contemplating filming another one for like a super, super trashy movie <laughs> and, and throwing two bin bags instead of the one. <laughs> Wait, is that actually you throwing out the trash? Yeah, that, that's me. Oh, that's I thought you just found that on the internet. No, 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 it's me. I made it. <laughs> oh, well, look at you. Yeah, so, so, so it's my video downstairs. I threw out the trash one day. What was it behind? Oh, so it's COD servers. Every time COD updated their servers every season, they're mm-hmm. going to shit. So I was taking the rubbish out and I was thinking about COD and I thought, and I think I was sending it to my brother or something. I was like, this is COD servers or I was posting on Twitter or something. And it just became a meme now. So people now watch out for for that post on, on Instagram after I watch a movie. So I think the last movie I did it for was... Movie that I did. Uh, the, the, hunt? the Hunt? The Hunt. Oh my God, that movie. Yeah, I watched The Hunt, by the way. That How's movie that? was shit. I watched that. I watched an hour of it and I was like, yeah, I'm not giving that movie any more of my time. Like, so I feel like, about, um, like rich people hunting poor people. Yeah, um, essentially. And I just, I, I didn't go any further than that. So I was not going to give it the time of day. It was just, it was so boring, man. It was just like, I couldn't stand the characters. I couldn't stand anything about it. It was weird. Uh, there was a lot of questions to be asked, which maybe I should have stuck around because some were like really, really interesting, but I was like, I really can't be bothered for this. So it was just like crash can. Uh, meme um, so yeah I think with the new mutants I really want to watch it but yeah I'm not going to go to the cinema to watch because you know if, if I'm going to go to the cinemas right now I'm going to be watching Tenant oh I went all out in Tenant man I forgot to tell you oh I got I got um, what's what they called fucking hell um, you know the Sour Sweets I usually buy Sour Patch sour Kids? Kids yeah I bought Sour Patch Kids I bought uh, Tango Ice Plus so it's like a Tango uh, Slush Puppy Mm-hmm. Um, do you have Tango pop drink over there? I don't know. I think okay. so. Uh, so I've got Tango, uh, Slush Puppy drink. Uh, I also got like uh, nachos with, oh my God, or guac. They had guac. Ooh. They had melted cheese, salsa, jalapenos. Oh my God, I went in with Tenant and I was just there and reclined the seats. Ooh, what a time to be alive with Tenant. Um, <laughs> What else we got on the news? Yeah, Kylo Ren. I think this was something might. I think this is something that you're gonna really look forward to if it's actually true. Uh, Kylo Ren has a spin-off project in early development at Lucasfilms. I'm not. Um, I'm not interested. I don't. I didn't like Kylo Ren. Did you like? I him? like Adam Driver. I didn't like Kylo Ren. Okay, fair enough. So we just marked this one off. Did you see what um, John Boyega said? Yeah, I saw that. He said that. Uh, yeah, he's like. F- so, go on. Like, go so on. You, you have you your had take time on. to like. You got time to like flush out the white characters, but you didn't yep. have time to focus on us. Like, come on. He's right. He's right. He is right. And I think he went on the long line saying, um, he just kind of used this just to promote the movie. Oh, this movie's gonna be have a major black character, and then by the time the movie developed and stuff like that, he really didn't care about it. He just wanted it. He basically used me for for clout, really. He just yeah, used me for ticket exactly. sales, essentially. Um I think he's 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 right, he's spot on. And I, I, he's doing it in this moment of time where we're just, everyone's tense, you know, about this sort of thing. So I think he's 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 clever. I think he's clever at what he's doing. Um, he's probably not going to get a Disney job again. He's not going to get a Disney job again. But I don't know, Mio. Do you think he's 
Uh, do you think he just needs to move on now and just really focus on his career? Uh, he, I don't. No, I, I don't know. Just like, just an open question trash, to you. People, I, I don't have trash it. him for like. Years. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I, I think they, he's they, finally like getting stuff off his chest. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't know. Yeah. You you could say that he's just getting things off his chest, but you don't want to do more harm to your career thing. And I know it's going to do him some good because he's talking and stuff, but you don't really want to do harm to your career because you never know when that next big thing's going to come along and then maybe it, it will hinder his chance of getting a big big role because uh, companies are like, okay, you know, if this doesn't go well, he has a tendency to talk out or lash out or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What, what do you think? That's, that's kind of my thought behind it. Like, I, I, I'm up for him to talk talking because we need yeah. more people to talk about the situation in Hollywood. And we we kind of talked about it in the previous episodes with Chadwick Boseman why he wasn't a hit earlier on. But we we really do want to go in there on that sort of podcast. But with John Boyega, I feel like he has every right to stand up and talk for himself, especially in this day and age. And maybe he doesn't care about his career. Maybe he's like, yeah. you know, I, what? I think he's just. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he cares either. I think he's sick of it. Like he's sick of Hollywood. He's sick of everything like he just wants to he just wants to put it out there yeah exactly i think he cares more about his his um his culture where he's from the person he is the color of his skin rather than you know oh what is it what is the studio going to think of me uh mm-hmm. if they give me yeah yeah i think you're spot on in this case and yeah good on him more power to him to be to be honest with you i i did feel like and this is just coming from a professional perspective i just thought like he just needed to move on and just stop bringing it up every time but when you really think about it maybe he does have a point to be honest with you because yeah he has been trashed on for the last three years and uh, he still gets a lot of it on twitter doesn't he so yeah uh yeah so the kylo ren has a spin-off project early in development at lucasfilm there's no evidence though of adam driver reprising his role his role which points out it might be an animated show or even based on his earlier years so it's it depends on how they they approach it uh, and I'm with you. I'm not too keen on Kylo Ren. I didn't really like him as a character. I felt mm-hmm. like he, he wasn't too, what's that word that I'm looking for? Intimidating, you know? No, not at all. Yeah. I just felt like, okay, cool. And, but Adam Driver, I love. And I feel like, well, I was talking to a friend actually, and and this it goes back to Tanner when I said, I, I could not believe Robert Pattinson can act. And he said, sometimes all it takes is a good director. And I've said this before, all it takes is a good director and a good script for an actor to shine. And, Adam Driver, I think they just underutilized him. Such a great actor and just kind of underutilized in, in, in the film, really. So um, let's wrap up with a few quick fire. New Bond trailer. I don't know if you saw the new James Bond trailer. No Time to Die. Is it good? Uh, did you see it? Did you say? No, I haven't. Is it good? Okay. Um, have you seen the first trailer? Yeah. Yeah, the first trailer is better. Uh, I think the second trailer showed a bit too much, but at the same time, it really didn't do anything for me uh, i enjoyed the first trailer um but out the whole trailer we got i think we got a date uh, i know it was initially i believe it was uh delayed indefinitely so we've got a november uh, release window for this so i'm pretty excited for that um we've also got an incoming trailer dune on september the 9th actually so same day as the call of Duty multiplayer reveal uh just at a different time so dune trailer incoming september 9th 9 a.m Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. British Standard Time. So I'm hyped for that. All the screenshots, all the stills I've seen from it. Uh, I think it's the hype train now is building, especially when 
let's say for example empire magazine here which are a big uh movie magazine they start doing let's say articles about it and that's when you know the hype train is uh, truly on its way um new xbox event tees for september that's by the verge um so that we might be seeing some prices regarding that we, we need something we're two months out from a major console release and there's no news near that's absolutely shambolic um yeah but yeah unheard of unheard of in this day and age we've always had a good five or six months before a console to get let's just call it money together let's let's not beat around the bush we're living in the age where you know everyone's got financial difficulties at the moment because of the covid some people are not working some people are working from home some people are just being let off by work so people want to know people want to set aside money and stuff like that so it 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 just seems to be a a poorly managed situation i think it's just a who's going to blink first sort of thing and yeah it doesn't seem like anyone's willing to do so i think i think they might push out to october to be honest with you mm-hmm. i really do uh and another bit of news and this is just rumors but apparently obviously we've i think we touched on halo being delayed i think we we did that already but halo infinite might no longer be an xbox one title um it's because of the limitations of the consoles and stuff it might just be a series x and pc game that would be smart yeah that would be smart i think that'd be a smart move uh, obviously, it's a system seller for a start. I know Microsoft said there will be no Series X exclusives for two years. Uh, but I think this is a smart move because the reason we don't really see these consoles being uh, fully utilized at the start of their, their their cycle is because their companies are still producing games for both, um, both let's say, PS4, PS5, the previous consoles. So... Um, Obviously, development is just, it's stretched out and, and all, all sorts. So maybe just focusing development for one console might be the right thing to do. Um, finally, wrapping it up is we've got new Switch possibly coming in early 2021. A, maybe a Switch Pro. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully that comes true. But they did announce some pretty cool games. So I don't know if you saw Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Yeah, that, that looks sick. That looks amazing because I know we touched on Mario Sunshine during our GameCube uh, podcast uh, september the 18th super mario 3d all-stars drops that comes with mario sunshine super mario 64 and super mario galaxy have you played super mario galaxy i haven't yeah i'm looking forward to playing it yeah definitely pick this up uh, i'm definitely gonna be playing this once my brother finishes uh playing it and uh they also announced that mario kart live home circuit yeah that looks, looks sick that looks pretty cool it's basically like a vr experience but with remote control cars being controlled by your switch on a circuit that you design at home. So that's pretty cool. And finally, which, Oh, sorry, not finally, uh, which are two confirmed for PS5 and series X. And that's a which free update, three? which are free. Yeah. So, Oh, did okay. I say two? My bad. Yeah. Which are free. Sorry, confirmed for PS5 and series X. That's an absolute amazing, amazing thing, especially with the free update. I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we both got on PC. So I think we're going to be experiencing yeah. it already so and then finally live action resident evil on netflix uh well coming to netflix that's been confirmed um i don't know how i feel about that yeah me neither Uh, the movies are not good the movies are shit their movies are awful and um yeah i just i just don't know what to think about it and i i enjoyed resident evil one the first movie 
because it was Resident Evil and it had the name. The second one had Nemesis in it. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't really care about any of above one. Um, so a new story set across two timelines, which seems interesting. It starts when the Wesker family moves uh, to New Raccoon City and discovers world-ending secrets. Uh, Andrew Dubb is a showrunner and eight one-hour episodes. That's all been confirmed and that's all been confirmed by Netflix. Uh, still not too sure about this. Uh, no confirmed date for it just yet, but I don't think we need to... Uh, I don't know. Maybe Netflix TV show might work better than a movie. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think, be... I think it'll be better than the, the movies. Yeah. But, you maybe know, you have a bit more time. I don't know how good they can be. Yeah, maybe you could have a bit more time to develop the world and the character and kind of just, just in general. The story, to be honest with you, compared to the movies, obviously movies are constrained by a, a short runtime window. So I don't know. It just remains to be seen. But yeah, that's everything that we got up to this week. And mm-hmm. everything that kind of stuck up to me, stuck out to me, sorry, regarding the news. Um, which has, I should have talked about this at the beginning of the show, but we're hoping to start a new series Hopefully next week we've been, yeah, it's just been put off for so long and uh, I'll talk more about it on Instagram and just post about it. But Mir, was there anything else you wanted to plug before we head out? Uh, no, I think we covered everything. How's the, oh, one thing, yeah. One thing I forgot to mention was Warner Brothers uh, are hoping to have tenant in cinemas longer than, let's say, traditional launch period. So hopefully it should still be there October, November, apparently. So okay, that's, that's, that's cool. a really, really long time. Yeah. But I was going to ask you, how's the cinema situation in America? Uh, I'm not really sure because cinemas are still closed in my state. Some okay. states are open. It's, it's all, it's all. All over the place it's at the moment. Yeah, that's a shame. A mess. Yeah. Absolute mess. Okay. Well, let's just leave that there then. And uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us this week for episode 45 on the Multiverse Podcast. I was about to go off and talk about Tenant there again, so that's why I had to hold myself back. <laughs> what were you going to talk about? Uh, I was just like, I need you to see it because I have this sort of theory as well. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it there. <laughs> uh, you know what I was going to do? I was going to start this show with the outro first, but then I was like, oh, I don't want... Yeah, I'll, I'll leave you that for, for, for the main... For that. It's not going to be a surprise anymore because I've told you. But anyways... Thanks for joining us this week for episode 45 of the Multiverse Podcast. To keep up to date with the latest news, see more Multiverse content, or be notified when we go live on Twitch, be sure to follow us on Instagram at themultiverse.ig. Also, subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes. Once again, thank you for your time. Have a great week, and we hope to catch you on our next episode. Peace. Peace.